And if we allow the world, they will build an identity in us for their purpose. But I am so thankful that we serve a God that uh, is our hero, that will show us our identity, that will show us our purpose, and put us in a place to where, you know, a hero, and don't get me wrong, guys, if you take the Rocky movies and things like that, and <laughs> you know, you watch those movies and you just, you, just, I, you know, I, I just want to knock Bailey out. I, I love her to death. Just, just come on, just come on. You know what I'm saying? So it, the adrenaline in the things. But guys, those things only last, you know, by the time you sleep it off, you know, you're done. Yeah. But God wants to put something in you, that identity and that purpose, that does not wash away. He wants to cover you with the blood. I'm going to make this last statement, and I probably should not because I have not really thought this one all the way through, but I was uh, doing laundry the other day for the kids. And uh, God put this in my mind. And still, I wasn't, I'm not totally convinced where he's going with me, and it was before the holidays, so I have not got the time to think it out, but here it is. He asked me, he said, you remember the plagues when uh, Moses and the gypsies? I said, yeah. And in fact, I said, yeah, I do. I wish you'd plague me with frogs. So I'd, I'd, I'd never starved if I could have frog legs the rest of my life. But anyways, he says, do you remember the death angel? And I said, yeah. So I went back and started looking it up. And when the death angel came to get the firstborn, God was with the death angel, according to the Bible. And he says, uh, he didn't say much about the doorpost on the blood. He didn't mention much about that, but this is a thought that he gave me. He says, so he went in and stole the firstborn. And I said, yeah, that's what he did, the ones that didn't have the post. And he says, if my people will allow me, will understand that identity, will understand that purpose, I will come in and remove the firstborn thoughts that they had from, from a small child to whatever it was, things that you have hidden so deep and he says, I will steal those from you so you can walk in your purpose and you can walk in your identity and you can start shaking some of this stuff off and you can start depending less on the heroes of the world and start depending more on my spirit. Amen. See, guys, I believe that he can... I do not believe we're... And I'm speaking for myself. I do not believe we have the comprehension or the understanding of the things still stuck in here. But he wants to come in, he wants to pluck it out, and he wants to remove it. You see, some things, he gave me an example, and I may have given this to y'all, I don't know, but of someone getting shot, like in the leg or something. He's, you know, the doctor comes in, removes the bullet, he says, but Mr. Herring, I've removed the mass of it. But the shrapnel is what I can't get because there's just so much bleeding, there's so much tissue. We'll have to live with it a while, we'll go back in later and we'll get it out. God wants to remove that bullet, but there's still shrapnel inside us that he's asking us to be diligent in working, working out. Is it going to be tough? Is it going to be hard, Pastor Hank doing the things he's doing and Pastor Ron and me doing the things I'm doing, working, digging, and that shrapnel running around and cutting and making more? Absolutely it will. But greater is he that is in within me. His strength is what I need. I don't need supermans and all these other kind of things. And honest to God, guys, flying around would be great. But could you imagine? The, the man had no life. 
These heroes can have really no life, have no real true relationships. So is that how you want to live? God says, I'll be your strength, I'll be your identity, and I'll give you purpose, and I'll let you live a life while I do it. So go after that hero life that the world gives, and I swear to you, You'll wake up one day wondering what the world you did with the rest of your life, and you bumped your head against the wall so many years when if you would have just thought about it differently, you would have flipped it around. Yeah, I want to be like Hulk. I want to knock my own walls down. Why? Because I don't want to trust God with everything. I don't want to believe in him with everything at times. So I ask you this, and I've given you this example before, and I like this example because my father gave it to me. You have one choice. You can show God what's on stage right here. Or you can choose to show him what's on backstage and make a real change and a real mark in your life and let him really do something that needs to be done. Because you better bet your rear end. He sees what's on the other stage, but he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He will not come over on that other side till you ask him to come over on that other side. So as all these heroes we may think about in our minds that we watch movies on, they are probably all that in a bag of chips, but I guarantee you one thing they probably will not be. They will not be that gentleman, and they will not be there to fix you on the inside. They'll make your outer world right, but they will never make this inner world right. So thank you, folks. Josh mentioned that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, no other, no other uh, religion makes that claim. He's the only one that claims to be risen from the dead, taking the keys of hell and the grave. And there's not enough they can say about it. He mentioned the Marvel comics. When I was a child, I was not allowed to read comic books, and I wasn't allowed to listen to the music of the Beatles. When we went from California to Oregon, Mom didn't drive. Dad would drive hours and hours and hours. And I remember Dad would turn the radio on, and he would find the Beatles, and he said that. That music just kept him awake because it was so bad. So there was never, <laughs> I thought that was kind of, but there was never, no, no, and I didn't read a comic book, I think, until I was 16. But you're looking right now at the influx of all of these Justice League, one of the number one movies right now with all those five heroes. And I thought, I thought about this week, if you could have seen my house day before yesterday and seen today, you'd have declared that Pastor Rhonda is Wonder Woman. I've never seen a cyclone do so much damage and then Pastor Ron would put it all, and then only for me to go outside and find in my suburban there are 18 bags of stuff that she wants me to deal with after she sorted out all the colleges. Austin has, uh, Austin has prepared a little clip that I just want to show you. If you'll help me real quick with the lights there. And uh, everybody's helping me preach today. They are so precious. But I asked him to do this for me a couple of weeks ago, and only Austin could have come up with this.
Thank you, Austin. Gene, would you come help me? Good morning. Um, when I started looking up uh, actually just what the definition of a hero was, um, I found it was a person who is admired, idolized for courage, outstanding achievements, or for noble qualities. And if you look at Jesus, he fits every one of those perfectly to a T. So um, a lot of my life... Um, Jesus or the Bible or anything, it wasn't even thought of. It was just um, just a, a building that you saw where people came to and, and greeted each other on Sundays and said hi and bye and stuff. But um, Monday through Saturday, um, I was still out watching as the people pulled in maybe on Wednesday night or, you know, waved at each other as they left. And um, I felt just so alone, so out there, and, and wondering what this big thing was. Was it, a, was it a social group? Was it, you know, exactly what it boiled do, uh, down to? I didn't realize that uh, the strength, um, the knowledge, um, the growing that you do in these places. So... Um, as this week has went through, I, I fought a, a, a real hard battle, and um, I kept questioning myself, um, you know, uh, why do I have to keep fighting these battles uh, after I felt like I've reached this plateau? You know, I, I've surrendered, I've walked through the motions, I've... Uh, you know, tried to honor you with my children. I've tried to honor you with my tithe. I've tried to honor you with my heart sincerely. And um, there is a deceiver. And there is a liar. And if, just from personal advice to me, if you're trying to do anything for God, uh, be sure and um, prepare yourself. Uh, and I started reading a lot about putting the full armor of God on. And um, being of my, just the type of person I am, I, you know, I always thought I was bad. I could handle anything, you know, try me. I'm ready for you. But um, there's a sucker punch, and he's a great, great deceiving liar. And just when you think you got it under control, just when you think everything's going to be okay, be prepared because you're at your most vulnerable moment. So the reason Jesus Christ is my hero is that when I get in these situations and when these troubles come against me, um, I know where to go to. And I know he's as faithful as the morning sun and that he will walk with me and show me and teach me and, and push me a little deeper and uh, encourage me a little bit more. Um, I got on Facebook this morning, I scratched my head, and I'm like, man, what in the world am I going to say? What can I do? I've thought about this, and I draw a blank. And the little guy had a shirt on, and it said, when Satan whispers, you can't withstand the storm. Whisper back to him, I am the storm. Glory be to Jesus Christ, because with him, you can overcome. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, Gene.
if you could see where Jesus brought me from to where I am today, then you would know the reason why I love him so. You can take this world, its wealth, its heroes, I don't need earth gain. It's my desire to live for him. And looking through the Bible, looking at all the heroes and looking at all the champions and all those that we can pattern our, ourselves after. We can become all these experiences are for us that we learn through their mistakes, their vulnerability. Gene said it so well. When you decide to serve the Lord, it's like there's a big target on your back. And the enemy constantly tries to operate in cheap shots and, and tries to use our failures, our mistakes, our humanity. But aren't you glad this morning that there is a power living on the inside of you that draws nigh to God, that trusts God, leans to God, receives that strength from God, and we are not on our own. As every head is bowed, as every eye is closed, just for a moment, if you're here this morning and you maybe wandered away from the presence of God, the things of God, the hand of God on your life, and this morning, just through the worship, through the music, through the testimonies, you've had this this yearning or desire or or something just touched your heart and said, you know what? I really need to get back to where I need to be with the Lord. I'm not going to embarrass you. This between you and the Lord. You said, Pastor Hank, I'm not really where I need to be today. But this is the day I decide to turn some things around and get back on that track, get back at the place where God wants me to be. Don't embarrass me, but I just acknowledge this morning that you're the one that I'm, I'm the one that you're talking to. I'm at a place right now where I really need to turn back to God and give my life back to Him. If that's where you're at this morning, just put your hand up. Put it right back down. Yes, is it? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. God, you see our hands, but more importantly, you see our heart. And you know that we love you. know that our, our desire is to serve you. We did not know that there was going to be a war that would rage against us. We, would not, we did not know that the enemy would be intimidated by our future, by our destiny, by the things that we're going to do for you. But we have realized and we have learned that there is a battle going on and there's a war trying to separate us from you, our thought pattern, our, our, our vernacular Everything about us, the enemy tries to distract us and hurt us and turn us around. But this morning, we realized that your son took on the full brunt of sin. Your son took on the full force of death, takes it hell for every man, and is here to declare that he overcame all those things. And because we have a relationship with you, we too can be overcomers. This morning, you said that we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb the enemy hates the blood he hates our testimony because every time we apply the blood and every time we share our testimony someone who has lost their way someone who's away from god hears that testimony reaches out and applies that blood and their life is safe their life is protected from your hand so we acknowledge this morning that we have failed you we've come short your glory and we are sinners we repent of our sin we give it to you and we ask the blood of Jesus like liquid paper to wash us clean, to remove our mistakes, remove our errors, our sins, our wrong thoughts, our wrong talking, our wrong actions. That this morning, like little children, we could become and we could just find you, find your embrace and, and wrap ourselves around you and you wrap yourselves around us that we would no longer be alone, that we wouldn't take on these things by ourselves. But as Josh mentioned, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. 
We love you. We give you all honor. We give you all praise. We give you all glory because you alone are worthy to be called a divine hero. You alone are worthy to take that place in our life that we look to for wisdom and strength, that we admire, we uphold, and we, and we deem that you are necessary in our life. We love you with the love of the Lord Jesus. We love you. Hallelujah. Thank you this morning for being a part of this Sunday morning. We are so glad different ones were able to help to make this message a reality. I asked Christine to help us, but she said, no, not this morning. So maybe a little later on in the month, she could let us know about her hero. We're so proud of our young people. You know, the greatest testimony, and I'll share this in closing. Um, several years ago, as Pastor Ron and I had uh, reconnected and uh, we were uh, making plans to remarry, uh, I preached a revival in Valdosta, Georgia, and Pastor Rhonda came in and, and uh, stayed there with the pastor, and I think on the way from Valdosta to Atlanta in a little old creaky plant.